First Corinthians, please. First Corinthians, chapter one. There's a wonderful sense of the Lord in the house this morning. The team ushered in, as it were, the presence, the anointing of the Lord. And as the Spirit has spoke to encourage the church this morning, you sensed it, and even now I feel like I'm tranquilized. That's how I feel. I'm trying to keep myself awake. (laughs) It's a lovely sense of the Lord this morning, the house of God. Sometimes you don't know what to do. Say, Lord, how am I going to go from here? What way do you want me to to go in a direction? Which way will I go? Let's read a few verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Grace be unto you. And peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. That in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. Let's pray. Father, thank you Lord that you have enriched each and every one of us. Thank you Lord for your riches in the new covenant. Thank you, Lord, that we're a rich people this morning. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to our Father. The universe is at your command. Heaven awaits your orders. And we are bowed in reverence and in respect bowed heads and bowed knees to call you our liege Lord. Father, thank you that you have endued us with power from on high. Thank you that you have come and that you have visited us as it were with your spirit. We sense the oneness of God in the midst. We sense the unity in the power of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, this morning we thank you that everything that we are and all that we have all comes from and it stems from your divine authority. Our sovereign Lord and our sovereign God, we worship you. And we exalt you. There is no one like you, Lord. O God of Israel, we ask you, Lord, that you would come. Lord, to every heart, to every mind, and to every life. And help us, Lord, to drink of those waters. The living waters of thy spirit. Help us to feast at your table. Help us, Lord, to 
know and to experience how we are enriched by you in our lives. Help us to be strengthened by it and to rejoice in it and help us to walk in it, to practice it, all to glorify your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Take thine own word and scribe it upon our hearts and take thine own word and imprint it upon our minds and cause us to leave this morning saying it was good for us to be here for it was here that we met with the Lord. I ask these things, we ask these things, giving you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. We have covered A, accepted in the beloved, B, born of God, C, crucified with Christ, D, delivered from darkness, E, E is that you and I who are under the fountain of blood, trusting in Christ and him alone, you and I have the riches of the new covenant, so he is enriched in everything in him. Enriched in everything in him. Look at what it says in verse 4. That in everything ye are enriched in him. In other words, those of us who are filled with the Spirit, born again, born of God, children of God, sons and daughters of the living God, we are enriched. How does this happen? And in whom are we enriched? That is, of course, when we are in the Lord Jesus Christ and in him alone. Ye are enriched in everything, Notice, ye are enriched in everything in him. The word here for enriched is a word, plutizo. It means to be richly furnished. To be richly furnished. You know what it's like to go into a person's house and they haven't got much. And their carpet's threadbare if they have any. And their sofa is worn with years of accumulated maybe dust or dirt in it. And they they haven't got anything. You wouldn't say it is richly furnished. And then you can imagine if you were to go to a mansion with all its beautiful decor. The painting and the artwork, the decorations and the gold. Maybe lampstands and so on and the furniture the woodwork, it's highly polished and beautiful. It's, it's richly furnished. And it's that wow factor when you go in, you say, look at this. It's tremendous. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And you picture yourself living in such surroundings as that. Here is the same that Paul is saying that those of us who are in Christ, 
that those of us within, we are enriched. We are richly furnished because his spirit dwells and lives, operates and moves within us. You're enriched this morning. You're one of the richest people this world has ever set eyes on and you don't even know it because Christ is in you. The riches of heaven dwells in this earthen temple of my body. The glory of heaven dwells in richness and richly furnishes you in your body when you're filled with Jesus, filled with his spirit and you sense the power and you sense the security and you sense the loveliness of Christ. The gentleness of Christ enriches us in all areas and in everything. So beautiful is he that those of us who have received his word into our hearts, that which is engrafted into us, we are enriched in all things. Outside you might not have much. You might even be getting older. We're all getting older. No matter how young, no matter how old, no matter whether you're male, whether you're female, whether you have much, or whether you have little, if you have Christ, you are enriched in all things. That's one of the riches of the new covenant, to be richly furnished. Let the Spirit of God move in your life. Let the Spirit of God break those chains that bind you. What man would think if you were to just let go and let God. Let it break and let the Spirit enrich you. Let the Spirit enrich you in all utterance and in all knowledge, as Paul says here, that the knowledge and the utterance that we speak would be the oracles of God, the moving and the gifts and the speaking of the Holy Ghost. That's the idea of this. We'll look at it in a moment. You are rich this morning. You're richly furnished when Christ is dwelling in your heart. Here we have the apostle saying that we are enriched in everything in him. Or as he writes it, that in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. Now you see the opening verse that we use, verse 3. Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Shows the oneness of the Godhead. Shows the unity of the Father and the Son. And it shows that Christ is claimed as God, not just a man. Holds him in the highest place and in the highest esteem. Christ is almighty God, wrapped, clothed, and veiled in flesh. And the word grace here that Paul uses, grace be unto you, is not the general word that is used, it's the word charine, 
which comes from the general word charis or charis, depending on how you want to pronounce that. And it's a general greeting here, but it's a greeting of richness. It's a greeting like you would hear the Hebrews would have said, Shalom, for peace. Shalom, brother. Shalom, sister. And shalom means more than peace. It means prosperity. Be fully and richly furnished. Spirit, soul, and body. It's a blessing over someone to say shalom. It was a blessing here that Paul says, grace be unto you. It gives the idea of a greeting. It gives the idea that I want you to be richly furnished through the Spirit of God, healthy in spirit, soul, and in body. I want you to be richly furnished and know that you're richly furnished, even in difficult surroundings. Peace in a troubled time. Peace in a time of turmoil, knowing that you are richly furnished because Christ is within. It's like that old chorus used to sing with Christ in the vessel. We can smite at the storm. When Christ is in the vessel, we are rich and richly furnished. Let me go on a little further here. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God. Here is grace reaching man's heart. The divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in one's life. For the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. That in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. See the word here for utterance is the word logos. It's the same for in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, the logo. The logos means that which represents the thoughts, the will, the mind, the intellect, the intelligence of Almighty God. It's the same word to speak something. When you speak your mind, when you speak your heart, when you reveal your inner being, it's your logos. God reveals himself, his will, his mind, his person, his intellect, and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He speaks himself forth to show himself forth. And here everyone who are enriched by Christ, who are under the new covenant, they are to speak forth the things of Christ. Because Christ is within them. The word knowledge here is the word gnosis or to know. If you go somewhere and your car breaks down, and nowadays, my dad was a mechanic when I was a wee boy, and I remember him taking engines apart outside in the street. The street was littered with car parts, and he put them back together again. There was no garage, there was no garden. We hadn't got anything they got. It was done at the curbside. His legs sticking out, and him having to pull them in for cars going past the street when he was under the car. But then as technology went on, they plugged the cars in like a socket give you the diagnostics to let you know what is right or what is wrong. That's the word gnosis. And 
Paul says, I want you to be enriched in all things. In what you speak and your knowledge of Christ. It's gnosis. The knowledge of the things of God. Listen to Charles Hodge. I don't know if you're familiar with him. But Charles Hodge was born in 1797. And he died in 1877. And he was a professor of biblical literature and theology for over 50 years in colleges and universities. Listen to what he says about this, to be enriched. Let me read the verse. That in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. In other words, Christ is enriching you to speak forth for him, to act in his will, and to know the things of God. You're rich this morning. Listen to what Professor Charles Hodge says. Paul gives thanks for the grace which they had received, which is that they had been enriched in him in every way, in your speaking and in all your knowledge. That is with the gifts of speaking and knowledge. Some were prophets, some were teachers, some had the gift of tongues. The church at Corinth was richly endowed with divine truth. Paul's saying you're rich this morning. Christ dwelling in you wants you to speak and move in the gifts that God gives you. Whether it's an utterance or word of knowledge. God wants you to move. God wants you to be filled and enriched and know who you are in Christ. That you will serve him in all utterance and in all knowledge. So here's one of the riches of the new covenant. Jesus said in John 16 and verse 7, It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Here Jesus says, I have to ascend to heaven that the Holy Ghost may come. The Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. The promise that he would come and dwell in our hearts to enrich all of us who are in the new covenant. So if there's no cross, there's no Pentecost. You can't have Pentecost without the cross. You can't have the gift of God, the Holy Spirit, without the gift of God, his son dying on the cross. And accepting that. Another proof of the riches of the new covenant is in the Old Testament it was God for us. In the Gospels in the New Testament pre-cross or before the cross it was God with us as Christ walked among us. Then he says I go away and send a comforter to you. And in the New Testament, that is post-cross, the book of Acts and the Romans, the epistles and so on, we have God in us. God for us, God with us, God in us. Riches of the new covenant this morning, you are enriched in him in every way. That was A. Feel rich this morning. Feel rich. Feel rich in Christ this morning. Makes you strong. Makes you settled. Gives you a heart that's settled and 
peaceable in his presence, the, that shalom, grace and peace that comes from God, that favored presence of the Spirit makes you rich. Makes you rich. And people look at you when you really enter in and allow God to break off the rough edges and allow the Spirit to dig deep and get out of the rut that you're in. I'll tell you, you know what one man once said, you know what a rut is? What the difference is between a grave or a rut, and a rut? A rut is a grave with the, the ends kicked out. That's all it is. And if you get into a rut thinking less and less of the things of God, and if you get into a rut thinking less and less of the riches of the new covenant, and if you get into a rut thinking less and less of the house of God, and if you get into a rut thinking less and less of the word of God, you'll find that you'll start to drift. You'll start to wander away. You'll start to backslide. And that rut will be your grave. You'll kick both sides of it out. That's all you're walking in, a long grave. You'll find that God is so far away, seemingly. But rather, God went nowhere. You walked away from him. Be enriched this morning that the Lord loves you. Be enriched that the Lord favors you this morning. Be enriched knowing that he lives and dwells and moves within you. And in him we live and move and have our being. Be enriched knowing that you are washed and cleansed and forgiven. Be enriched knowing that the Christ who died on the cross has sent his spirit into our hearts crying, Abba, Father. That we can cry, Daddy, help us. Our Father will give us all those things that are good for us. Ask yourself a question. I don't think I need to say much more this morning. I'm going to wrap this up. We're not getting through these too quickly, sure we're not. There's 26, you know, of this. Feel the sense of the Lord. Feel the anointing of the Spirit. Conscious that he's here. And he wants to enrich you. That well of water that we heard of, you need to drink in it. You need to drink from it. The Lord may place something in your heart and say, will you give it to me? Something you hold dear. It's until we do the yielding to the Spirit then we find the real riches. And we're enriched in knowledge. We're enriched in the gifts of the Spirit. We're enriched in the assembly. We're enriched at home. Everywhere we go, we sense, we know the sense of God in our lives. Let me ask you a question, and I want you to answer yourself in your own heart. Brother, in all honesty, sister, in the Lord, How long has it been from the Holy Ghost moved in your life? How long has it been since the unction of the Spirit has come upon your heart?
How long has it been? And we have sensed his beauty and his nearness. That molding and melting like butter on a hot, hot pan melting before him your heart overflowing poured out unto him you know when you're poured out milk that is spilt water that is spilt cannot be gathered again some of us like to stand with a full pot of, of water that we're stagnant but we're retaining we're just retaining Lord if you pour that out he'll fill you afresh he'll fill you again he'll renew your spirit he'll strengthen your life he'll lift you up to higher planes he'll call you he will draw you deeper into him how long has it been from your sense the move of the Lord heard the voice the leading of the Holy Spirit or have you ever you might say I haven't don't be afraid don't be worrying this morning could be a time when things will turn seek his face every day and even when you don't feel him when you can't trace him trust him Trust him. Let God move in our life. Let God move in your heart. Or see when he does. See this assembly. See if we all done it and kept seeking God that he came and touched us and moved. See this assembly. This would be a lighthouse for sinners. This would be a rescue shop from within a yard of hell. For people would be attracted to you people would be attracted to what's in you the Holy Ghost and you will speak an utterance and an all knowledge the gospel of saving grace in our Lord Jesus Christ you would be richly furnished able to say come and look at a mansion come and look at the mansion you're living in those little ramshackle houses that the world has given you the emptiness of it the weariness of it the drudgery of it but look at the mansion come and have a look at the life that is filled with Christ it is a richly furnished life and we are enriched by him in everything that's what we're looking for and that's what the world is really looking for Sadly, when they look at the church, they don't see a lot. Let's just worship him. Go home saying, oh, Lord, you've enriched me. I'm loved this morning. You've endued me, Lord. I have power this morning. Glorify him in our praise. Glorify him in our singing. Just worship him for a moment and then we'll lift the offering before we go home. Bless his loving name.